0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the Cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. All right, Cyberpunks, welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here, as usual, with my good buddy, the captain of the Sea of Thieves, Captain Logan, not the seven seas this time, just the one <laughs> I was corrected last time. How, how you doing? Are. <laughs> it, how you doing? It's 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 talk like a pirate day. We're going to be
1: talking uh, like pirates throughout this entire episode. Tom doesn't know it, but this is, this is, we're going to be talking like this the whole time about everything you could possibly
0: want about to cyberpunk. All right, man. He just <laughs> sprung this on me. All right. Um, well, you can do that. I'm going to talk in my regular voice because I don't think I could do that the entire episode. Uh, but we'll see if you can, we'll see if you can keep that up because today <laughs> we're, we're continuing our philosophy and themes of cyberpunk discussions. And last time when we had Jay Gray on, our conversation started with immortality. And we were talking about immortality as seen in Cyberpunk 2077 and some of these other cyberpunk stories and movies and things like that. And it very um, easily, as this, and this is gonna happen, when, when you talk about the philosophy of anything, any good philosophical system, any good IP, Any good story has many different themes that all kind of butt up against each other. They kind of interlock and our discussion started to go into concepts of A.I. and personhood and the the concept of, you know, something like immortality connects very close to something like A.I., right? Because we were talking about the immortality of. Individuals who put their minds into some sort of chip. Well, a mind on a chip is, is that too different than an AI that's created from a human mind? And now we're talking about, you know, human minds being put onto Silicon. And then now we've got maybe programmed minds on chips that would were human, right? Everything kind of rolls from one topic right into the next. So our next topic today is AI and personhood. And Logan, why don't we kick this off? Because we see this in Cyberpunk 2077 a little bit, but in in the Cyberpunk topic as a whole, as we discussed last, last week, we've got the black wall, we've got the old net, we have well, theoretically millions maybe, who knows? How many of these AIs out there on the old net that are more or less and probably mostly less like people out there that would probably consider themselves individuals yeah
1: it's tough to say because we're we're, with cyberpunk you know thanks to jay gray we we were talking a little bit about how there are different levels of ai and and it really is tough to nail down like just what is one version of ai that we want to talk about you know we could talk about the ai of uh, you know skippy the gun in cyberpunk 2077. technically that is an artificial intelligence designed to
0: help you like pick and choose like how lethal do you want to be okay so let's let's start there because I, I thought about this as well so let's let's just start with skippy the gun right so we've yeah. got it we've got a gun and if you guys haven't found skippy the gun i don't know how you haven't found it yet but skippy the gun you pick up and one of the first things it does is it talks to you and there's a little animated little dude little bullet looking guy right and skippy the gun is like you know, like how I don't remember specifically what he says, but he's like he's got the little glitchy voice and he's like, how lethal do you want to be? And basically you decide, do you aim at the head or do you aim at other parts of the body? Right. And yeah. of course, uh, if you're anything like I am, you choose head because why not?
1: <laughs> I, I will say that it is a good gun if you want to do a non-lethal build. Uh, it is a, mm-hmm. a really, really good game or go, good gun for non-lethals, um, which is a it, it, you have to. You have to make a, a cognitive decision that you want to go non-lethal route. Uh, but like if there's a, a one where they don't want you to actually kill anyone and you're just trying to to uh, take someone down, like the, the cyber psychos are probably the best example of this. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to do the cyber psycho missions where you're being asked not to actually kill the psychos because that's basically what Max Tech just does. They don't care. Then going with Skippy in a non-lethal mode is going to be a really really good good pistol to be using that especially if you're building into a pistol build but sure. you've also otherwise, got mods to worry to to use for that as well too but i i'm with you i went with the lethal mode and went for the headshots which
0: i thought was hilarious yeah otherwise you're sneaking up behind people and you know conking them on the head with a bat or something but um so with something like Skippy there's really not a whole lot of ai going on he kind of it seems like he's giving you some built-in choices uh did you get the question later on where he was like or not even the question the predetermined decision because i wasn't a pistol build where he decided at some point later that like you haven't been lethal enough with me automatically going to non-lethal mode did that happen (laughs) no yes (laughs) no
1: i didn't happen that's hilarious yeah he'll
0: make the decision for you (laughs) that if you have not been lethal enough with him that he will go to non-lethal mode Oh, that's so funny.
1: So yeah, this, no, that's great. But they, that that kind of ties into the idea of like an AI making a choice regardless of what
0: you want. Exactly. So this raises the question, like, is Skippy an, is Skippy an AI, first of all? Mm, maybe or maybe not. Maybe he's just programmed to make these decisions. If he is, is he self-aware? Probably not. Right? He's yeah. Probably no. just a program, a computer program on a gun. That's built around making decisions. Okay, so let's let's raise this up the ranks a little bit. Let's talk about self-automated vehicles. Okay. Bigger, right? We've got vehicles that drive themselves around the city. We've got the main company. The first time we're introduced yeah. to them, they you you hop in one of these nice limousines. The little AI looks like a little face. Now we've got an interface that looks like a person. And the first time we're introduced with this, we are led to believe that no, this is not actually a person. This is a this is a program and it's going to do whatever you need it to do and obviously it doesn't understand everything that you request of it, but it's going to take you to your destination and within certain parameters, you're able to request certain types of things. Yeah. Right? At least at least at, at face value, that's what we understand it to be. Right, at face value. Now, of course, this opens up later in the Delamain series of quests where you realize that one of the programs has gone rogue and... Uh well, well it it, it splinters.
1: Delamain mm-hmm. as a true AI, I think qualifies in this instance as a as a pure AI, not like a uh, not like a copied version of someone's personality. I think uh, Delamain exists everywhere that Delamain is as its own version of AI, which is why I think when we're when we're sent on this quest to go address the vehicles that are delamains that are out there malfunctioning you you come to realize that what is going on is you're getting these these divergent delamains and right. that each one is developing their own personality that is derivative of delamain to an extent but very different from the base delamain and it's kind of up to you to decide how you plan on dealing with these different delamains who are kind of in a way being born into a world that does not understand them and they don't understand themselves either. And
0: it's a really interesting quest line. Right. So each one is, is very different. When I first ran into my first, uh, individual Delamine, uh, not, not the main AI, but the, you know, the variants uh, variants, not the right word. Uh, I, I you know i think variant? you're spot on with that okay I, I would call it a variant a variant Delamain, but it is a variant of Delamain. a variant of Del- Delamain that has now broken away from the mainframe and is its own individual um it seemed like th- i was going to come across i i assumed that i was going to come across multiple of this same exact variant that they were all yeah. going to malfunction in the same way that this was a single malfunction that was replicated across all of these different cars is different automobiles and i was wrong because each individual one of these vehicles had a different personality which is so well done i have to say right and so that's that leads to the question are each of these their own personalities because they're each their own persons
1: it's that is the that that is kind of what i think makes an AI like a pure AI, like an actual AI, the fact that you can have a base program, which is considered an AI, but if you were to copy that AI, that AI is able to change and adapt on its own uh, without having to be updated from its parent program and Mm -hmm. it is cognizant of itself and is trying to preserve itself Compared to being reassembled or reset back to the parent program, and I think in that in that instance, that's where I would consider Delamain and the different Del- Delamain cars that are out that have the different personalities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the most pure forms of AI that V comes in contact with, because it, it does self-replicate, it does uh, uh, show change in, in an adaptation in its programming, and and has its own choices that it makes, even if it doesn't fully understand what it is or what it's doing, it is aware that it has control over it.
0: Right. Okay. So you, you've touched on a few different topics here. Uh, self-replication, <laughs> self-replication, right? So we're, we're talking about personhood, self-replication. Would you, would you say that in order for something to have personhood, it has to have the ability to replicate itself?
1: I at least the ability to replicate not necessarily like an asexual system uh, like right. a snail or something but right. we well, human beings theoretically
0: heads. in general assuming that you're not damaged or you know are, are born without the ability but human human beings as such can replicate
1: yeah as a species we, we can as a replicate. species we
0: can replicate so an AI theoretically also would have the ability to replicate.
1: Yeah, it's it's not necessarily bound to the
0: asexual or absexual whatever method it chooses system. it would in some yeah. way be able to replicate okay um, you also mentioned that it uh wants to preserve itself yeah so the the uh, desire to for self-preservation okay. yeah so so for for something to have personhood it would needs the to desire to preserve itself
1: yeah like gazelle out in the middle of the field uh uh, zebras in a herd they are desiring to stay alive they have they have desire now they're sentient they don't necessarily recognize themselves as as person but they are alive and have have desires and have feelings and things like that whether we can interpret them or not but they sense something as a
0: threat to their existence they they avoid it they run away they fight against it they do something to maintain their own preservation
1: totally fight or flight yeah
0: right i think that's a great way okay so so um so you've hit on those two topics so Delamain in in this instance or at least the majority of the Delamains out there fit those two those two goals. okay so in that sense those two things work um yep is there anything else that you think a person in order for something to have personhood does it need self-awareness something to have personhood because now we're hitting the distinction between um, animal and yeah. person, right? Like I would I could say I would say that, say my dogs have the ability for both of these things, but I don't know yeah. that they are particularly self aware. Self awareness yeah. is now that one's tricky, right? Self awareness, like they know that they want things, they know they're hungry, they know they're afraid, they know like they have feelings, or the, at least they respond to stimuli in a way that looks like they have feelings. But i don't know that they necessarily have self-awareness separate from other things around them
1: yeah Uh, the the quickest question for this is you know if you were to stick an animal in front of a mirror would the animal recognize that it is a reflection or would they think that it is it is another animal like themselves many
0: dogs will look at themselves in the mirror and bark at the other dog in the mirror yeah thinking it's another dog
1: Humans learn through, through time and through experience that the person in front of the mirror is themselves just being reflected back to them.
0: Right. So for example, if you were to put a, de- a delamine and it drove up to a shiny reflective surface on a building, would that delamine recognize that that was, in fact, a reflection of itself?
1: I think that the test for this is based on par- in part the variants having self-preservation. Because I think that them wanting to preserve who they are as a character or as a personality compared to the base Delamain helps reinforce that identification as a self-person mm. uh, and, and has some of that self-awareness to it. Like if, it, if if Delamain thought that it was still the base Delamain and it was just a glitch, then it would try to report itself back to the main hub so that it could get reprogrammed back to the base Delamain. Right, but because I think Delamain at the base has lost control over the other Delamain variants that are the cars running haywire in in Night City, I think it is those car variants' recognition of themselves as a variant, or at least a a non typical Delamain, that is causing me to believe that they're self aware of what's going on with them and Mm -hmm. wanting to preserve that that makes sense sense. that makes
0: sense yeah they they realize that they are separate of of the previous system so therefore they are they they are separate so therefore they exist yeah it's i I think i therefore i am almost sort of kind of argument um okay that's that's interesting yeah yeah so okay so in this sense that they are they're aware of themselves as a separate entity so are they a person is that is that enough of a justification to give them personhood? I think the th- the fourth piece of this most hum- I I would I would argue that most people today would say the next piece is does it have a soul? And from a from a skeptical scientific standpoint, that is something that you cannot test. Yeah. So I don't know that we can answer that question. I don't think that's a testable question. So yeah. I don't know that we can even ask that because it's not something we can test. The assumption is that things that are born na- naturally do. So therefore, if it's not born naturally, then it can't. I
1: I always wonder um, with the idea of of uh, does something have a soul? I always uh, wonder like what is a like if if we were to try and describe like what a soul is? I think a soul is is a person who values their stance in their life, their memories, uh, Mm -hmm. is able to communicate that with other people and to have a shared experience with others. Uh, Connection, I think, is part of that. But I also think empathy is part of that. And I think Uh that that is where, you know, you you can't you can't pull a soul out of someone, unlike Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but you can at least <laughs> like Shao Kahn,
0: like yeah. sucking their soul. Your
1: soul is mine. Right? Anyways, right. We're not, <laughs> we're not Mortal Kombat Delamain's out there, but we kind of did. If you if you played through that mode. In a certain way, because uh-huh. in this quest, it's it's tough to say because we're literally coming on to this situation with Delamain stating that there are variants of Delamain out there, and that is a that's a tough thing. That is a a question of uh pro life or pro choice in a way because you we're, we're being asked if we're going to reset these fledgling ais back to a base system mm-hmm. and we're, we're we're destroying their their Instance of of what they are, or are we going to support whatever they are and let them go and do whatever they want and let them figure that out on their own? Like, do we do we take the the child of of a, of a fresh Delamain and decide to like <laughs> go out and do do whatever it is you want to do, even though you're crazy and want to run over flamingo statues or <laughs> flamingo things out in the middle of yards, right? Because you think they're evil, right? Like, who are we to decide that for Delamain? Like, Delamain's asking us to go and do something to these. AI with the understanding that that it's a glitch, but is it a glitch? Does it matter? Does it need to be a glitch or is it something where we can just let the AI breathe, have room to explore itself and, and try and make that decision for themselves. So (laughs) I, I, one of my buddies, we, we got to the end of that thing and I asked him, I was like, did you reset it or, or did you let it be? And he's like, "I, I shot the thing. And I was like, you shot that thing? He's like, yeah, I thought that was an option. I'm like, what do you mean you shot the thing? You just blew up the whole thing? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. He just, he just just destroyed all of the, okay. You, just, right.
0: murdered well, you just, just murdered a creation. You just murdered everything. a baby. That was a baby Fun. AI. You just murdered uh, it. Yep. Yeah. So like th- so, this, is, this is an interesting question. Okay. So you've touched on something. So without... Without a way to test, uh, okay, so if we can't tell if the thing has a soul or not, and if we don't use the justification of uh, the separation of something born naturally or not, then we could use a method to test if something has a soul by by defining something has a soul by saying it has a set of required traits. One of those traits being, and I was thinking about this earlier too, something like empathy. Uh, Does it, does it have the ability to empathize? Does it have the ability to care? Does it have the ability to love? Does it have like, like, does it have these kinds of emotional qualities that, that something with a soul would need in order to, you know, like all things with a soul should have the ability to empathize, to love to care, all of these things. And so therefore, if something doesn't have the ability to to empathize, then it doesn't have a soul, which raises a lot of questions about people like psychopaths who don't have the ability to empathize. Do they actually have souls, right? But we'll leave that to the side for now. So if a Delamine or an AI of any sort can show the ability to empathize or the ability to love the way a human can, is that enough justification to say that it has personhood? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's
1: fair. If that makes sense.
0: Or does it, at that point, does it even matter if it has personhood? Is that enough justification to say that it works? It works within the confines of society in a way that it, that can be peaceful enough to allow it to coexist. And is that enough? I think
1: that's, I think that's a better way to go about it. Like, I think it's better that, you know, if you can't, if you can't directly say like, this thing has personhood it is a soul it has uh everything that a, a natural born human has then as long as it isn't like you know netting night city uh-huh. then maybe we're okay you know <laughs> but at the same time we also have the situation where we're running into uh rogue ai right. where rogue very happy Nuke the entire net, and and we'll take on the consciousnesses that we want. They'll be assimilated into our code. You will cease to exist, and we will dominate supreme. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I want you going that far. So it's it's tough. Um, I'm not sure where you wanted to go, but let me know if you wanted to bring in the the question of Brendan okay because that that was one that i wanted to when we were talking about the idea of ai Uh i was thinking about the vending machine outside of uh Uh v's apartment complex or mega block or mega building um where brendan is that vending machine schism that you have a few conversations with and he you know he tells you the jokes <laughs> and he's helping out the girl theo with her relationships uh-huh. and he's like hey you know it'd be really great if you could you know His move this friend. dumpster yeah. yeah and and you're you're sitting there and you're like you're just a you're a vending machine man you're a schism how how can you be this sentient and he's like i'm just having a good time being your friend and theo's my best friend and and you're like you're recognizing people and remembering them and separating them by based on who you're like judging people and he's like well i wouldn't be a i wouldn't be a very good vending machine if i couldn't judge people and tell them whether or not they wanted a a chai latte or a a coffee with milk and sugar and he's like yeah i get it and (laughs) i'm just i'm just being a good host here you know like that kind of yeah, yeah 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 so in and it's wonder it's a it's a really interesting thing because we're running into at least two quests. We've got the delamain where we're running into variants with AI and uh, him asking us to snuff out the, the variants uh, and, and and sorry, bring them back for reprogramming. That makes it sound better. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we've got the Brendan vending machine, which is literally proclaiming itself to be like the smartest schism out there. And you're like, you're a vending machine. How can you be AI? Like, yeah, you, you can't be that smart. And as you progress through that quest lane, You realize like eventually they bring him back and they're like, okay, it's just a vending machine. He's like, you're right. It is just a vending machine. There's no way the the hardware in this machine has enough processing power to support an AI. It would need to have a way more powerful computer than what is in this vending machine. Right. Or or remote access to one. Yeah. Or remote access. It's it's tough to say, but, but basically the Brendan can operate, uh, wholly, wholly uh, separate from any kind of net. Like, it is its own system. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that quest chain, he even talks about it. He's like, you got me. I'm not actually an AI, but I had a lot of fun with you. And you're like, what? <laughs> this whole time, I thought this stupid vending machine was an AI. And I was trying to keep it from getting its memory wiped. And it's like, no, nope, I'm just a really clever program. And then you have to go back and tell Theo from the before who's getting relationship advice from a vending machine that, that theo that that brendan is gone and no longer going to be a normal vending and no longer going to be brendan brendan it's like johnny five it's like watching johnny five yeah and trying to decide whether or not johnny five is alive or just has really clever programming right. and it was it was such a it was such a different a different take on two different AI quest chains in this oh, yeah. game. so yeah, yeah. Well, crazy. It's,
0: it's the question of the Turing test, you know, just because something can pass yes. the Turing test, does it mean that it's sentient? And, you know, no, okay. not necessarily.
1: Break down, for, for folks that may not be familiar, break down the Turing test if you can.
0: So, uh, and, and this is just for memory, the Turing test is a series of tests that an AI, if it should pass, would be able to fool a human being as being another human being. So for example, if, uh, if, if Logan was in a, a, like a chat room, just like a, having text messages with what he thought was me and w- what was on the side was actually a computer program that was responding to those chat messages. And he couldn't tell if what was on the other side was a person or was a computer program and it was actually a computer program, then that computer program would have passed the Turing test yeah
1: which is actually something that google was just a few years ago really really pushing the borders on because they were they were getting to the point where they were going to release the google assistant and i don't know if you heard about this but they, they did a a conference about how they were going to have a way for google assistant to contact uh companies uh, on your behalf to make requests. So Tom, if you said, okay, Google, uh, I'm sorry if I just triggered anyone's thing. I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it, but sorry, anyone listening to this later on, if I did that, I'm so sorry. Uh, but if you, if you Um, um, activate Google on your phone uh, or or on your your home device and you say, uh, call Pizza Hut and have have them deliver uh, or order uh, two pepperoni pizzas, the Google Assistant would literally call the store and when the store, and this was a demo that they did, they called the store and they had the Google Assistant pick up and they're like, hi, what would you like? They're like, hi, I'm making an order and it sounded like a human, like they had gotten the, the voice down to the point where it sounded like a human to the point where there were ums in breaths mm-hmm. and the, and they were like, yeah, I'd like to order, uh, two pepperoni pizzas to, to be delivered to, um, blah, 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 blah address. And they're like, okay, that'll be blah, 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 blah. How much? And the person on the phone didn't know that they were talking to a robot Yeah, on there. Yeah. And so many people were writing articles about how this is amazing. It's really good technology. People need to know they're talking to a robot.
0: Yeah. It, um, and it was this is scary stuff it's really freaky it's this is messed up like you know when you when you go to a website and it's like hey you know talk to a chat agent now and you go to type in the thing and within like two or three messages you're like no this is a bot like i can tell and then you yeah. and then the agent pops on and you can tell that it's a real person even if it doesn't say like hey this is this is chris <laughs> here how can i actually help you you know like like you can tell when the real person gets on like yeah Th- that kind of thing can happen too even if there's no voice like most of the time we can tell pretty quickly when we're talking to a real person or when we're talking to an AI the turing test is where like all of a sudden we can't tell anymore because it yeah. just seems like it's a real person so um once once we pass that point we can't tell but whatever's on the other side of that could or could not be sentient and we wouldn't know and it's, that's it's super scary <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it's scary to think that, and 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 I and I don't want to say scary because I love the advent of of new technology, and I love the boundaries that are getting pushed because it calls into the, these things into question about how we would approach that if it didn't actually, if it did actually come into fruition, if we did actually have sentient AI, it would be a really weird thing because the the fact that AI could process faster than us uh, at a point is, is insane to think like what they could potentially do. Just go watch the movie, her or ex machina. You'll get real scared about what the heck AI can do. Uh, but in, in this instance, it's, it's interesting to think about if you've got, um, the ability to pass the Turing test, that is, is kind of step one to determining whether or not a, a a creation is sentient or not. The next one is what it does with that knowledge knowing that it can pass a Turing test, knowing that it can, it can fool humans into believing that it is uh, a a, one of them. Then we have to start calling into question, what is the motivation of that? And I think that is where we really have to pay attention. Like, what is the goal of developing AI? And if AI is going to be like Delamain, where it is trying to just exist, or if it's going to be like rogue, where rogue uh, or no, is it rogue? Am I blanking?
0: It's alt alt kind of at all because i was like Rogue's uh, the yeah
1: yeah sorry for some yeah. reason i was thinking rogue ai and i was like oh yeah that's her name uh if if it's more like alt where alt cunningham uh is now an ai but not the original right. alt right and johnny is trying to rationalize with who he thinks is his ex-girlfriend uh-huh. but in actuality is
0: just a program and he himself is now just a program too but we need to Which, w- let's get we're okay. gonna get to the flip side of this as well because there's there's that side of it too there's the humans getting closer and closer to computer programs part of this as well and i want to talk more about that when we get back from break but we have to go thank our sponsors who are our patrons we'll be hey. right back yay
1: My name is Brian Burton.
0: It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since
1: I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.
0: All right. It's time to thank our patrons for helping to support the show and making this a full-time thing that I can do and all 17 of them right now. So thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are absolutely amazing. I'm still working on getting some t-shirts set up for our patrons. This is something that I've been rolling out for each of our Patreons. I was able to get this rolled out for our Mass Effect Lorecast patrons this last week. Um, I'm still trying to come up with some ideas for this. I think I might, Logan, I think I might do the gangs. Mm, I think people want gang shirts, like different gang symbols with like cool textures and stuff behind the the symbols. Um, But this will be something for our upgraded patrons, and it's not going to change the cost of the Patreon. It's just going to be the same price, but it'll be something where you guys can get shirts. I may even put a in-between tier there's for people who want like stickers but don't want to go all the way up to the to the upgraded 25 five dollar tier so um be looking for that i'm hoping to roll that up by the end of the month it's the 19th right now when when we record this so hopefully in the next two weeks and we do have the patron chat episode coming up next week so this is on the 26th so just one week away for you guys to come join us on the show um we did watch uh yesterday the uh dread from 2012 movie which was super fun. We had uh, a small group of us on the discord checking that out. And man, it was a lot of fun to watch that again. That's such a good movie. That's so So good. good. I I didn't, I didn't realize how much slowing there was in that movie until we watched it again. I was like, Oh yeah, man, they
1: slowed down like that movie all the time. And it was still only an hour and a half.
0: Yes. There's so much slow-mo because of the drug, (laughs) the slow-mo drug and the weird effects of slow-mo plus the 2012 digital graphics effects make it look especially odd but it kind of fits in this weird way anyway we're going to be talking about that on next week's show with some of our patrons and so if you haven't a chance to check that out yet make sure you you pull that up and watch it um if you, I'm sorry if you didn't get to join us yesterday on that. Uh, if you aren't part of the Discord, that's where all the communication about that stuff is. So make sure you join the Robots Radio Discord. And maybe we'll pick another movie for next month. Because that was a lot of fun having us all in there. We were all in the, the text chat, chatting away about the, the movie while we watched it together. And man, it's, it was so much fun. So um, So we'll be doing more of that in the future as well. So thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are the best. Let's get on with the rest of the show. All right, so we have the ai right the, the the created as programs ai then we have ai that was people kind of engrams from brains turned into ai but then we also have the people who are becoming more and more like or actually more and more computers themselves so and this is this is a concept i wanted to throw out there because i think this is kind of interesting The more I think about it, human beings, and I've used this phrase for years now, we ourselves, human beings, are emotional creatures that sometimes think rationally. So, for example, we just watched Dread yesterday, right? We just watched that entire movie. It's an hour and a half. We watched the entire movie. If you or I were to sit down right now and try to write the script of that movie verbatim, what percentage of that script could we write verbatim? Oh, man. I've seen that movie just... three times and I just watched it yesterday. What percentage of that script could I write verbatim? Or you?
1: I don't think I could
0: write. Point 60%. five. Of the I, I words like, like, verbatim
1: verbatim. Very little. Very little. I could I could give you a, a good synopsis. Right. But if, if we're talking like word for word script, so the script. word for word, everything like hardly any. Hardly like I, any. I, I ingested it but it's all, it's all generalizations at this point. Exactly. Okay. Emotions are are what I recognize better.
0: Exactly. And that's, and that's my point is that if I was to say, could you give me, could you tell me the story of the film and how it made you feel? You could, you could tell me a hundred percent the story of the film. You could give me a recap of the whole thing. Yeah. Here's, here's this, you know, rookie uh, judge. Here's the veteran judge. I feel like this about the rookie. I feel like this about the veteran. Here's the situation they ended up in. This is what it made me feel like. These are the bad guys. This is what it made me feel like. Here's the situation they got in. Oh man, that's, this is what it made me feel like. Here's Here's how the situation got worse. Oh man, this is what it made me feel like, you know, like, like yeah. you could tell me part for part that stuff, you know, scene for scene, probably what that mm-hmm. stuff felt like, but you couldn't tell me verbatim what most of the quotes in the film were unless you watched it over and over and over and over again but on one one viewing you could probably tell me how you felt about each of the main story beats of the movie and this is my point is that human beings are emotional creatures that are sometimes rational and this is where we are going to augment ourselves when it comes to our brains we don't need emotional augments in our brains but we need rational augments in our brains. So in the world of cyberpunk, that's where installing like a hard drive in our brain or a chip in our brain that's able to record our surroundings. That's where sitting down in Judy's office and sucking out the subconscious part of our memory in order to turn into a brain dance is so important in order to record those memories verbatim because we can't recall them in our conscious mind. Yeah. Right. So, As we upgrade our minds, we're going to be implanting into our brains chips and computer parts that can do that. What happens when so much of our minds are built like computers that we can have digital memories of like factual everything that in a moment's notice on an SSD in our brain, we can spin up any bit of memory of anything that we've seen or heard verbatim.
1: I think that's going to be a really dangerous time. Honestly,
0: like, does um, that make us less human? I, I, don't,
1: does I that don't separate think it,
0: us from our push personhood because all of a sudden we become more analytical and less emotional. Does that make us more emotional how do we deal with I, that emotionally?
1: I, uh, so here's, here's a, I'm, I'm pulling from a black mirror episode because they're actually, is a Black Mirror episode, uh, which, if you don't know Black Mirror, it's a great Netflix show. It's a kind of an anthology about uh, d- different perspectives on what the future will hold. From different from different types of technology introduced into human society and how we deal with that emotionally as a result one of those episodes actually brings in the idea of having eyes uh, that record everything you can recall anything that you've seen or heard and that bites us in the butt so hard because you can literally recall arguments verbatim and watch them over and over again but you can also hack into that as well too and i think if we have that ability to uh i think that's one of the things about social media we are we are coming to that right now everything we type is all recorded down everything we record is all there people can pull our tweets from 10 years ago to throw in our face when we say something and say hey here are the receipts. You did this. You really didn't think about it back then, but now you're saying that it's okay
0: or that it's not okay. Like, right? As we're, if the, we're dealing the, as with as, that as now. As if who you were ten years ago is still the same person you are today. Yeah, and, and so, it may or may not be, and that's the complicated part about it.
1: Exactly, and I and I think that's where if we had that ability to recall stuff verbatim, if we had that hard drive, I think that we would continue to be the emotionally dependent humans that we are and that things would become harder because we would have to start thinking about the long-term re- repercussions of things that we do. People in the 50s could say whatever they want, and it was all hearsay because nothing really got recorded at a personal level. Like, sure, Joanne down the street said this about Susie up the road, but if no one else was there to, to prove it, it's not like they had re- personal recorders or phones to, to capture that and post it on social media. Now that we have to deal with that, everyone is being a lot more cautious or careless about how they are because they feel like anonymity is a thing online, which is a complete falsehood. Uh, and, <laughs> you can, it, and, and, and you have to either pay close attention to how you're approaching things online, like we are with this episode. You know, We can broach topics as, as much as we want, but we are definitely conscious of the certain topics that we top, talk about and how far we push them. Um, A lot of people get triggered about things like politics or religion, things like that. So we were very cautious. So when it comes to recording everything that you say and do, when we get to that point with our brains, it's going to be hopefully off of the backbone of the years of social media training that we're giving ourselves, the social engineering that we're giving ourselves to be able to compensate for that type of technology already in our brain but i i do 100 percent feel like we will still act as we do now as the uh emotional creatures that we are and so uh, we'll become we'll, we won't change into machines we'll just be right. even weirder about being uh, like people
0: <laughs> right so i've got a different angle then what about okay what about okay you know that like Oh, I can't sleep. It's three, three in the morning can't sleep. And now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I have that memory from that really stupid thing I did when I was 17 and I feel really guilty about still And that memory just popped up in my head. Right? Yeah. You got that right. Okay. Now multiply that by a hundred because now you have a perfect memory of that. Not the, not the weird mutated memory over time thing that we have in our brains now, because we all know that we all don't know this, but, Science tells us that every time you remember a memory, it changes a little bit. We have what Mm -hmm. we think is the memory of that thing, but it's not actually the way it actually happened. We just have the echoes of that memory. We have verbal, like actual photo, like perfect memory of that situation. But on top of that, that then triggers us to remember every embarrassing thing that ever happened to us. And a hundred other memories now just get pulled up boop, 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 and our, our quick little SSDs in our heads. And we remember perfectly. It's like it's like the little search engine on our brain goes off boop, 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 or every stressful situation we ever went through every every moment. And now now let's ramp this up even more. Let's say you're a person who has gone through some sort of emotional trauma in your life, some sort of physical trauma in your life. And I don't want to trigger anybody, but you go through this like thing and it's three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden your brain goes let's pull up everything that you've ever gone through that you have some sort of trauma from and let's remember it right now perfectly how do you deal with that emotionally without wiping it from your memory banks i i think this
1: is one of those situations where i think a great a great example of this to bring in is vanilla sky uh, the Tom Cruise movie with Penelope Cruz. Um, I think it's Penelope Cruz. I could be wrong about that. It's so weird
0: that they have the same last name.
1: It's so weird. Uh, but so in vanilla sky, um, tom cruise's character don't remember his name doesn't matter it's tom cruise he, he always looks the same and everything he, he always does. just plays himself in everything anyway <laughs> yeah basically uh he is a, a very rich and wealthy person and due to a really kind of scary moment with a, a woman who is starting to stalk him he gets into a really terrible accident and As you're going in spoilers, if you, if you want to watch this movie, skip ahead a minute. Uh, This is one of those situations where because of technology, they are able to take his consciousness and put it into a dreamlike state where he is continuing down this path of living the life that he expected. When he got into that car accident, he turned into potato and it was potato Tom Cruise from then on and going into the rest of the film, you were watching his consciousness exist in a digital form in this world of dreamlike state so when we talk about having like uh, uh eidetic memory to the point of pinpoint accuracy with zeros and ones thanks to hard drives We are going to have to learn how to develop software to compartmentalize stuff like that, to compartmentalize trauma, to be able to seal that stuff off until we actually decide that it's something to deal with or just completely wipe it all together. Because things like that are the reason we have bad situations, uh, that, that caught that cost human life. And Oh yeah. With, without those restraints, memory is the thing that saves us from doing the worst harm to ourselves because we forget so well and others and others yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. others
0: yeah. yeah i mean the, the main reason why we do violence to other people is is trauma from our own uh backgrounds usually yep. uh, usually neglect and trauma in our own childhoods is yeah. the reason our, that we do violence towards others usually um our, some
1: somehow some way our mushy gray matter between our years has figured out how to through years of evolution supplant bad things with good things and suppress things that are traumatizing to the point where we have had entire fields of science (laughs) developed around coping with the thing that our gray matter is trying to suppress and coming to terms (laughs) with it right so the idea of sticking something in our head that will like a brain dance from cyberpunk to be able to recall exactly what happened in the moment of it happening. It's no wonder when you go into that first brain dance with V and you go through that, that, uh, that, that, uh, 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 what do they call it? The, the, stick up, the, 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 robbery the robbery at the convenience yeah, yeah. store at the bodega and you get killed and V, you know, almost rips off the brain dance unit and freaks out because he feels everything that is going on in that moment it is no wonder that things like that are being sold on the black market for for people that want that kind of 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 uh, of uh, a smut if for for lack of a better term at the moment yeah yeah so it's it's scary it's really really scary and i think it is exactly the thing that it becomes in cyberpunk where it starts to become a an underground thing people are starting to do it because there is a market for it there there's a market for rich people wanting to uh experience those kind of things without the fear of actually having to do with it if you want a great example of this go read ready player two where they actually dive into uh living through the memories of other people experiencing other people's uh, love and, and being able to experience other people's persuasions so that the idea of having um, uh, bisexual relationships or homosexual relationships for a heterosexual person becomes normalized to the point where there's no concern about why it doesn't make sense because they have emotionally felt the same things that other people. So when we start to get to the point where memories are locked into ones and zeros, it is, it is going to be a very traumatic shift in the paradigm that is humans as as a whole right now which is why it's interesting to dive into that subtly with cyberpunk 2077 because the themes are starting to come out people are starting to understand what this means and they're they're using that to their advantage through this game but we're not too far from that kind of a thing humans can already kind of do this with eidetic memory but we just have to figure out how to transfer it to hard drives
0: yeah it's it's so weird so like this is the whole thing about this whole concept of ai and personhood is that the ai gets closer and closer and closer to human while the humans get further and further and further from human potentially I see it like the, yeah, the more I, the more that we combine ourselves with technology the more we risk losing the things that make us human the more we risk burning out the emotional centers of our brains, the more we risk destroying our ability to like, you, you, you take something like altered carbon and you look at say the, the, the the story of altered carbon in the first season is that the, the wealthy have lived these long lives and uh, nothing stimulates them anymore they can't exactly. yeah. they can't empathize with anybody because they can't identify with the common man anymore because they've well, they've lived 300 years and nothing is interesting anymore the
1: fear of death no longer gives them a sense of of value right like th- right when you have when you have everything when you have money life nothing else holds value so you start to dabble with the dangerous and that's when you start exactly. playing around with what you the the thing that seems so uh intangible for for others where it's immortality is so tangible for you then what what does one life matter if you have three or four lives in your existence right and, and, so and potentially
0: infinite you know or, or and, and we already see this in society and uh, this is the this is the curse of the the young and famous um when you become rich and famous at a young age you what else is there you've achieved okay, so much we
1: if you want to go to <laughs> if you want to go to space like bezos you can go to space but like it's, bezos it's the
0: same kind of thing it's the reason why bezos is going to space right but it's also the reason why yeah. um you know somebody like justin bieber and and this is i'm just picking a name out of a hat you can you could what a pick, pull you can pick any of them but it's it's the reason why why young famous people go through periods of trauma in their lives where they have to go to rehab and they they deal with it because you get all this money, you get all this fame you can have any relationship with anybody that you want. You can have any drugs, you can have any, uh, any amount of wealth. Like there's nothing left to chase. You can have any experience. You can go anywhere on the planet. You can do There's, there's no other goals left to achieve. What else is there to do? Nothing you know like yeah you could shoot for that next you know triple platinum album but really like what else is exciting out there like and, and you so, just burn you burn yourself out
1: this is the this is the principle behind star trek where we have accomplished world hunger we have accomplished uh we've, we have Everyone. we've,
0: we've solved it right we've, we've, yeah, yeah, we've, we've
1: accomplished we've accomplished the sense of of taking care of the problem right we've, right. we've developed gotcha. replicators <laughs> we've, we've we've
0: starved everybody
1: <laughs> we, everyone is dead uh we're all holograms it's all in the hologram that's actually a theory don't get don't even oh, yeah. think about that well, totally. there's a theory totally. that star trek is all just a hologram but there's um, a theory that the, our
0: own existence is all ho- 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 hologram and, ch- and and some some very prominent uh scientists think that that's actually more than 50 percent likely
1: Oh, no, I, I, I can <laughs> totally see the, I can totally see the reasoning behind that. Um, so, but and, and we're going to have to go over the matrix at some point too. I feel like the the, the matrix is, is on the docket at some point. Uh, Bye. But, but Bye. the idea with Star Trek is, is that when you, when all of society doesn't have to worry about food, doesn't have to worry about money, doesn't have to worry about healthcare, what happens? And that was when ingenuity, that's when art and science really excel. And that's what got us from the the inter from interstellar or intersolar system travel to extra or uh interst- or, no, yeah, interstellar travel, where we went from solar system to solar system, quadrant to quadrant. And it was no longer a matter of how do we keep ourselves alive? It was more like where else can we go and in, in discover things? And that was, that was always a really, that was always a really interesting prospect because we have two halves with cyberpunk. It is always the, the fear of what happens when we have the worst idea, uh, come to come to fruition when, when, when we've achieved the thing that is the scariest idea with AI with power, with, with the the lack of life uh, or, or the lack of value towards life. And, and we just kind of live in this idea of, of, you know, the rich become richer and things like that. And then we have the opposite, which is like the star treks and and where everything is, is potentially the best because we've, we've prevailed over uh, uh, disputes over things like religion. We've, we've uh, prevailed over, over uh, issues like, like uh, world hunger and, and economics. We've figured that all out. And it's, it's things like, having different levels of AI are going to help us get to a point where we're comfortable with coming to these different situations in our, in our society, having things help us from day to day to give us more time to be able to do things like a podcast, because I don't have to think about, you know, <laughs> how am I going to wash the dishes? I've developed a, a system to be able to do that. And I can set a timer through an AI to make sure that that goes off. I can also set the timer on the AI to make sure that my coffee maker goes off so that when I wake up, I have my cup of coffee ready so that I can get through the day You just need to make sure that I, yeah you go you go see brendan you chat brendan. with brendan while you're having your coffee you don't need to to go out uh, to, to spend time with your friends you got brendan right there
0: right that's all you need you just need a brendan yeah. he'll just he'll just serve you your coffee he'll be your best friend and then he'll just maybe he can do dishes too you can add a little add-on extension he's got for the, dishes he's got the best jokes too yeah best jokes. best jokes well we're we're running out of time um this is I think this is the, the interesting dynamic of the whole thing is the whole like AI becoming more human while humans become less human. And then there's of course the danger of the, you know, the greatest threat to humanity is the fact that we could potentially create an AI like we discussed before that seeks self sustaining. It, it's it seeks to protect itself and then determines that we are the greatest threat to its existence because we yeah. might turn it off and then it removes us and now we're living in the terminator future and or or the matrix yeah the matrix yeah and 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 that's that's the worst future and then all of a sudden human beings are you know removed and this opens up you know one of the fermi paradox concepts that like this is why we haven't come across intelligent life is because all intelligent life eventually gets to the point where it creates ai and the ai surplants sur- sur- it and has no need to explore the stars and so therefore we never come across other intelligent life. So this just becomes one of the other, the other ideas, but I'd love to hear our listeners thoughts. Let us know on the robots radio discord, what your thoughts are about this stuff. Should we be exploring AI? Um, Should we, should we be, should we be investing in science to understand what the correct kinds of AI are in order to make sure that we don't create these mistakes in order to focus on a science that, uh, and focus on science that leads us in a direction that goes more towards Star Trek and less towards cyberpunk you know like how do we get to the star trek future and not the cyberpunk future or not the matrix future um so leave leave some comments for us you guys know how to reach us um you got anything else going on logan that you want to share before we head out uh
1: i i do have a a silly question for the cyberpunk fans out there um i I would love for them to tell me which do you which would you be worried about first (laughs) Uh, us replicating dinosaurs and having dinosaurs come back or (laughs) us inventing AI that tries to turn us all into batteries. Let me know which, which future is, is more scary to you. Jurassic world or the matrix three. The matrix. I'm
0: going with with the matrix. Totally. I want to be eaten by dinosaurs, dude. I I think the matrix is, is the more likely scary scenario, but dinosaurs would be cooler i don't know man i i you get enough tinfoil on your head you should be fine right <laughs> Tin foil on your All
1: yeah right, man. what but is you... a dinosaur going to do with the tin foil?
0: make you into a potato you're going to be walking around like tom yeah. cruise for the rest of your life yeah yeah i don't, I don't not that I, bad i don't want to be anything like tom cruise have i made Chat, fun of you... tom cruise like two weeks two or three weeks in a row so far um, i don't think uh, no, no no we haven't that, made fun of him that, was that a different podcast Sorry, it might've been a different podcast.
1: You know what? It doesn't matter. There's not enough making fun of that man to fix his teeth. It doesn't matter.
0: Oh no. Yeah. His teeth. See, really, yeah. He's so wealthy. Just fix your teeth. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to share before we go? it's international talk like a pirate day i Arr. hope you guys got a
1: chance to go sailing out um keelhauled is kicking up a new episode this week uh i got to sit down with a buddy of mine cj super pack from the player one Podcaster. if you ever read any magazine back in the day you probably wouldn't have read read one of his reviews so uh he and i sit down to talk about uh horde modes that should be made for <gasps> sea of thieves Aren't we going underwater soon? Isn't there like an underwater thing coming? Yeah, I guess we're doing that too. Fine, we're going underwater as well, too. So I hope you're I hope you watched Little Mermaid. We're gonna go find Eric's statue somewhere in a or a grotto and uh tell Daddy that it's not fair that you can't fall in love with a land person.
0: Under the sea. Under I'm the sea. Don't take it from me. <laughs> i do a little crab dance with my maracas. That's a thing, right? That happens in, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in forever. Um, you got another show going on. What are you doing later? Uh, yeah, we're doing the Mass Effect Lorecast coming up next in just about mm, 19 minutes. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to set up for that. And we also have a bunch of shows on the robotsradio.net website. You can go check that out. I've got a whole bunch of shows all over the place so all the th- shows i've got all the shows if there's a lore cast out there there's a significant chance it's mine and if it's not mine it's probably one of the other shows on the network so you should go check it out we do shows yeah. about all sorts of cool video games with lore to be, be discussed so go check that stuff out um i've also been playing a lot of death loop that game's pretty awesome if you want to hear us talk about death loop we do it before the show so if you're a patron you'll get you'll get that part of the show in the pre-show patron bonus talk yay and we debate we debate about the longevity of the game but it's a pretty cool game so yeah. we'll see we'll see what's going on with that but stay tuned for the mass effect Lorecast, cast guys thank you for tuning in again we'll see you next week for our patron episode and until then stay safe in night city we'll see y'all guys later bye did i say you all guys later oh well it's a thing Thanks for tuning in to the cyberpunk lorecast this show is a part of the robots radio network smart podcasts for interesting people if you'd like to help support the show please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on itunes if you'd like to get in contact please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at cyberpunk lore also join the community on the robots radio discord the link is in the show notes The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
1: Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer! No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far?
0: Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does
1: it mean? To have a voice
0: And there's gonna be something Big coming, Chumba. Hey,
1: if you're listening I won, I beat you You suck There was a time when we were Slamming things against our phones and...
0: <laughs>
1: Vampire the masquerade Chloe, Sam You can't use those words i gonna grab Vincent Press him against the i mesmerise him. This is Adelaide's Anarch Movement First out of your chair Your hand goes to your gun And you draw Hulk Cthulhu Told you I had it we the cricks going I love it so all right, much All
0: right, there. Screechy child
1: Roll to cast. R O L E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to cast. R O L E. Come discover a new world. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D and D campaign. (laughs) This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm great mandibles? Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure
0: falls into your lap.
1: Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?
0: fault dwellers join me Jax's sassy lady rover, eric and the creator maverick as we take topics from the fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals we can be found wherever you listen to your podcast you can follow us on youtube you can also find us on twitter or x or whatever you want to call it using at fallout rtd you can send us an email using falloutrtd at gmail.com join us the conversation has already started